So we've been unpacking what it looks like to develop a healthy escape plan to to walk in wisdom and not our, under our own strength, under Christ's power and strength, realizing we're powerless. Wisdom says we got to be smart. We got to be proactive in our approach, in our recovery process. So today we're talking about boundaries as we continue the conversation on developing a healthy escape plan. Well, welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official. This is a podcast that shares life change stories, courage, hope, and leadership wisdom centered around the Celebrate Recovery principles where Jesus, through the Beatitudes, helps us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits to, in spite of our circumstances, walk in blessing and happiness as we turn our life and our will over to His care, realizing we matter and He has the power to help us through any and all hurts, hangups, and habits. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the Global Field Director with Celebrate Recovery. Hey, welcome back. So glad that you're here with us today. I've got my dear brother in Christ, Andy, with back with me again to continue this conversation. Andy, welcome back. Thanks, Rodney. Glad to be here. Hey, y'all. Grateful believer in Jesus, struggle with anxiety, depression, sexual addiction, and grief. My name's Andy. Hey, Andy. So great conversation on our last podcast. I'm excited to jump back into this. Uh, we kind of left it on the be careful in that 1 Corinthians 10, 12, 13. Such a great passage. And one of the things that we, we just uh, made note of as we we're ending that last podcast is the scripture says, but when you are tempted, we will be tempted. <laughs> so that's that's uh, acknowledgement and, and strength versus wisdom was a big part of that last podcast. Um, wisdom is just being honest with ourselves that we're going to be tempted and what are we going to do with the temptation? So I want to move into just real practical then, Andy, just boundaries. Um, why are boundaries important in recovery? Yeah, that's that's such a good Good point. I mean, especially when we're talking about uh, talking about that whole cycle of of what a progression of acting out looks like that we talked about in the last podcast. Uh, there, there are things that happen. There are triggers that hit us in our life that mm. maybe we don't have a whole lot of control over. But I know for me, as I looked at it, uh, my life getting into recovery, I realized that there was a whole lot more in my life that I actually had control over that I could make proactive decisions about mm. to put me up and to set myself up better to posture my life so that I could have more success day in and day out. Mm. And boundaries are so key to that. And, uh, because they help us to mark out, uh, safe places in our life. Hmm. Uh, even when you think about the purpose of a boundary, oftentimes I thought that a boundary was something that I place on something or someone else mm -hmm. to keep them away from me. Mm -hmm. But really a boundary is what I place around myself so that I can know, hey, anywhere inside this boundary is a safe place. I want to keep the good in, but I want to I want to get some distance from those bad neighborhoods that I don't need to be in. Yeah. So the, the narrative kind of the old mindset of a boundary is telling you need to do this. This is my boundary. You need to do this. You need to stop doing this. But the, the, the right way of thinking about it is 
if you are going to do this, then I'm going to do this. Yes. So it's it's that language of what am I? I I'm I can only control myself. I can't control the people, places, and things uh, because that's going to be swimming around all the time. It's saying, what am I going to do if those things come into the picture and wh- how am I going to respond to that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So just real practically then, we kind of talk about people, places, and things and kind of identifying those areas that we don't need to go anymore or be around. Um, so unpack. let's unpack that a little bit. What, what hits your heart as we're kind of talking about that? Talking about people, places, and things yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, I know for me, uh, you know, even now I just think about some of the, some of the relationships that I needed to take decisive action to cut off in my life. Some of the places that I loved being that I needed to stop going, some of the things I needed to cut out of my life. Mm-hmm. Initially there was a sense of grief and loss with that mm-hmm. because they were such a huge part of my life. And, uh, there was reasons why they were a part of my life. Right. But, uh, I think for me, I had to understand that it may be a little painful mm-hmm. to cut some things out and to put myself in a healthier place, but where I'm at now and what I've been doing has not been getting me what I truly want. Mm. And I have to be honest with that mm-hmm. and realize that if I want to pursue health, mm-hmm. it's going to take some sacrifice. Right, And that's actually a really good thing because God has given me an invitation into living a way better than what I've been living. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it's good to note just thinking about where, those of you listening right now is just asking yourself the question, am I fully committed to the recovery process? And it is a process. You made a decision. You came into this space or, or maybe you're on the fence and you're listening to this. And it's like, I'm, I'm on the fence of really making that decision to be fully bought in. And then if I make that decision, then I'm actually committing to the process. And the secret sauce to any commitment is sacrifice. When Jesus says, uh, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a really powerful commitment statement but it's shown and reinforced uh, by his sacrifice. He went yeah. to the cross for us. So it's it's what are my what am I willing to sacrifice? And this can be so tricky because the world will scream, "Well, life will end without this." Will life, you know, is the party over kind of thing? Yeah. And, and I, I love, I love, love, love when um, a bunch of recovering addicts uh, go to a restaurant together and we're laughing and having a good time. And I love to be able to tell the waitress, and we're sober. <laughs> we don't stop having fun because we're in recovery. In fact, I I enjoy life so much more richer. Um, it's just a greater experience when I'm in a clear mind, clean heart. Um, the, the lie the enemy says is, man, but that's where all the fun is. Yeah. Yeah. What's been your experience with that? Oh, dude, you saying that right there. I remember in college uh, when I I was first realizing <laughs> just even my thought process of like, man, I think I might have a porn addiction after, <laughs> you know, 11 years of using it every day. And uh, like, for me, it was that feeling of like, who am I going to be without this? What, what type of stories am I going to tell without this? 
if, if I don't have alcohol, how, how am I going to relate to my friends that I have? And, mm-hmm. and it was a sense of, I'm not going to, okay, great. I'm going to sign myself up for a life of just, just trying to grind it out and let's be sober because I don't even know why. Yeah. But realizing that I didn't, I didn't understand how much my shame in, uh, in my struggles and just all of the ramifications Mm -hmm. of my unhealthy habits were just wrecking my life. And now today, you know, you talk, I've been in some of those restaurants with you when the waitress mm-hmm. is like, are you guys okay? <laughs> yeah. But there's so much more life to be experienced mm-hmm. when I stop numbing myself out to the fullness of life that Jesus has for us. Yeah. And it's amazing how when we think of boundaries seem like a limiting thing. Mm-hmm. But what's amazing is when I limit the stuff that causes me to jump to those things that numb me out Mm -hmm. i actually experience the abundance of life that god has for me right right yeah and i think that's the that's so important that we're you know we're not just trying to and this is why this is this everything we're talking about is not the full plan right we're actually this is a part of the plan and the recovery process the work that you're doing in your step study the sharing of the hurts the hang-ups the habits being honest about that sharing that with god and other people all of that is important what we're trying to do is again stop the bleeding a little bit i you know, if you call me every time you're in the thorn bush, I can't keep you from being stuck with a thorn bush, right? So I need to stay out of the thorn bush or the wrong neighborhood, as we were talking about on a prior podcast, the Proverbs um, um, idea of, you know, the strength says I can go hang out in those neighborhoods. Wisdom says stay out of there. You know, you're not going to be able to, you're going to be tempted. So maybe you need to stay out of that. So we're trying to actually help you to experience what it's like to move towards something better. And, and so that saying, I'm not going to go hang out with those people. Um, if, if I always find myself drinking around those people, maybe I need to be honest and evaluate. That's a sacrifice. Hey guys, I know that you typically go do this after work. I got to be out. Yeah, And it's just not worth it because I know where I'll end up in that place of hopelessness as we were talking on a prior podcast. The acting out will lead to hopelessness. And at some point it's like, when, when is that going to be enough to say, it's not worth it. I can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, that's such a, and I'm sure some folks even hearing that right now in this, uh, as we're talking, as you said, telling Telling our work buddies that we go out with every mm-hmm. every night after work, mm-hmm. telling them, "Hey, I can't do this right now." As somebody who ran to my addictions because of a feeling that I was unlovable and that I was afraid of being rejected, yeah, that triggers a little bit of the uh, "I don't want to." But man, yeah. I had to realize that what I was doing wasn't working, right? And if those people really do care about us, they'll understand. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't, yeah, it's, 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 that's part of saying, you know what, maybe I need to cut some ties with some people because if they don't care about my sanity and my recovery, they're probably not somebody I need in my life. Right. But absolutely. If they do love me, you're right, Andy, they're, they're going to understand and it's, gosh, 
good for you setting a, a boundary right so let's unpack that a little bit what are some of those boundaries uh, examples of kind of when we're thinking about places right yeah. places that we might need to think about what's some practical things that we can give our listeners to be thinking about yeah and that's good and i think even in this it's helpful to think through different specific uh topics or uh, areas of boundaries within your life. And we'll go over some of those in there. One of them in particular is places, like you just said. Uh, and so thinking through what those are and knowing that the list we give you, it's not going to be exhaustive by any no, stretch no. of the imagination. Trying to get your thinking yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And so like places, you know, for me, what I think of is like specific uh, restaurants, specific stores, areas of town, Places that I know if I go there, there is a very, very high likelihood that I'm going to run into some sort of a trigger there. Yeah. That uh, that it's going to be a trigger and there's going to be opportunity for me to act out. And so I don't I don't go to bars yeah. anymore yeah. because I know myself. Yeah. Uh, my main area of recovery is sexual addiction. Mm. I can't hang out outside of Victoria's Secret at the <laughs> yeah, mall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or even, yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more on the media side of this, but yeah, where, where's places that I'm going? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I could probably get away with it maybe a couple times to go sit in a bar, um, but as I've said before, you know, I'm not there for the peanuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there. I mean, there, at some point, being in that place, that, that strength is going to wear out, and it's like, man, all of my desires and stuff are going to come forward. And it's like, man, I'm starting to smell things. I'm starting to hear things. I'm starting to kind of, kind of that preoccupation yeah, and that ritualization. Um, we were talking about this with a, with a group um, just the other day. You know, if you think about some, some local, I won't mention the name, but there's local uh, businesses and the slogan can kind of be, hey, it's all about the rituals. And a lot of times in our addictions or our compulsive behaviors, we've developed these rituals. And so it can kind of become this ritualization and fantasy world that's a blink away from acting out. We're not going to be strong when the rituals are kind of taken over. Yeah. Preoccupied with the thought ritualization. And now we're in this place of acting out, which is going to take us to that that place of hopelessness, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's also good, even as we go throughout these areas of boundaries, just know that this is a living document. Yeah. You may get into your recovery and as you're working through this, you realize like, oh, I didn't realize that that one sports bar that has a really great burger is <laughs> actually a trigger for me. Yeah. And that's okay. We learn new things about ourselves in there. So write that place down as well. And that that's just another thing where you realize, oh, okay, I I can't go there too, yeah. and that's okay because it's keeping me healthy. I remember a guy talking about had a gambling problem, and and um, and in this casino they had a really good cupcake shop. As they do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in his mind, he wasn't going there to gamble, but gambling was his main area of recovery. So he would walk through the casino to go get these cupcakes because he loved the cupcakes. <laughs> and I still wonder how much of that was just justifying it. We kind of kind of trick ourselves sometimes. But at some point, he had to come to that realization through his sponsor and accountability that, you know what? Those are good cupcakes, but they're not worth it. Every time you walk through there and you hear the I mean, every time you hear the sounds and the smells and all that stuff, 
your brain's already kind of in that preoccupation. It's releasing those endorphins and yep. it's like, whoo, I'm a step away. So I may be hanging out uh, in the in the wrong uh, neighborhood. So, hey, going to take a quick break right here. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about boundaries um, and really developing a healthy escape plan. And what does that look like? Uh, people, places and things we need to be paying attention to. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Hey, friends, if you're looking for a recovery group, all you got to do is go to CelebrateRecovery.com forward slash CR groups, and you can type in your zip code and find a group near you. Please don't try to face this on your own. Join us at a local in-person group. There's something powerful about being in person with other fellow strugglers. Go to CelebrateRecovery.com for more information, and we hope to see you at a local Celebrate Recovery soon. Welcome back. Talking with Andy, and we're talking about uh, boundaries, and and we were just talking about just being very honest about those places that we can't go anymore. What about media, Andy? Um, media is tricky because it's a part of our world. Yeah. Um, what are some things that we can be thinking about? Again, we look at it through your lens of recovery as we're having this conversation. We're just trying to give you some starters to to kind of get you thinking. As you're thinking about your own boundaries, what 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 about media? What's that look like? Yeah, you know, for me, I, I've really thought through the uh, the types of TV shows and movies that I watched mm-hmm. uh, growing up. You know, me and my wife have a really funny recurring pattern that um, <laughs> just just from from my childhood, some of the movies that I saw, I'm like, oh, that's a great movie. We should go watch it. And then we watch it. And we're like, oh my gosh, that that had some stuff in there that we didn't need to see. And uh, so realizing that uh as i get into recovery like i find myself there are certain things that i realize that i've been tolerating that really do affect me Mm. and so there were certain sitcoms that i needed to stop watching because there was a lot of sexual tension in it Mm. and it was triggering for me. There were movies that I was uh I was tolerating brief nudity mm-hmm. in certain movies and I'm like, nah, I'd like no, I I can't just appreciate the film right here. Like yeah. and uh another one to think through as well, and this is I, I especially see this with younger guys nowadays are video games. Mm-hmm. Uh it's amazing how we can use uh video games tv movies uh to to numb us out mm-hmm. and even if we aren't doing our our main area of acting out it can put us in a kind of a a numbed out space where we're more susceptible to temptation yeah yeah well and 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 be clear too i mean and and I know you're not saying this, so we yeah. just, I just want to state, say to someone maybe think of it. It's okay to play video games. What, what we want yeah. you to do is think about how is this affecting you, right? So even if there's not, it, let's say your area is sexual addiction, maybe you're not watching anything that is specifically tied to that. Yeah. But every time I play these kind of video games, I find myself wandering to other things, right? So it can kind of be a... A gateway, so to speak, right? Well, and and just to get really practical on that one in particular, uh, it's the same thing that you know I often tell guys like if you're taking a day off to rest, mm-hmm. there's a big difference between playing whatever video game you want for twelve hours straight and not leaving the couch, right? And you know having 
having 30 to 30 minutes to an hour, you're playing that and then you're going and doing other things that are productive. Right. It's just like if I sit and watch Netflix all day, yeah, it's restful up to a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then outside of that, it can put me in a rough headspace where I'm more susceptible because I look at myself and I go, man, I just wasted this day. Yeah. Well, and, and this will tie with the social media here in yeah. a minute, but, but even just thinking about our phones and just what kind of, what kind of protections do I need on my phone? And, you know, there's some sacrifices with that. I know a brother that, that cut off his internet on this phone. Yeah. It's like, Oh man, how do you live? And you know what? He's done that for a while now and he's actually doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just making that sacrifice is, is coming to that realization. If I'm doing this, it's going to lead to that. So what well, about here? One other thing with media that I just popped in my mind, music, Mm-hmm. There are certain songs that I listen to in my in my stuff that I can't listen to anymore because right. they put me in a weird headspace. Yeah. So that's another thing. What am I putting in my mind in yeah. that area? What about people? As we're thinking through that, what does that practically look like? Yeah, for me, it it looked like who were the people that I normally drank with, and I knew that that's all that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that I don't not that I don't love those people or care about them, but like if we think through some of the people that we hang out with. Mm-hmm we can be honest that there's some people that, you know, it's just a pattern thing Yeah, that if I hang out with them, chances are this thing is going to go down. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important too. again, just it's important to just see how this all connects. It may be people that have nothing to do with your addiction. They may not drink, they may not watch all that stuff, but they're the kind of people that maybe it's just really, really negative people. And you know, if you hang and this is what's tricky about family. So we may have to limit their access to our heart. Yes. So we go into those conversations, not opening ourselves up. So I have, you know, we're having Christmas, whatever, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I know that I need to go by there, but I have to protect my heart and make sure that I don't get kind of trapped in this conversation that's going to spin me out and start I feel bad about myself and then I'm just in this vulnerable place now those lies and temptations start to come in so it's it's evaluating people connected with your area of recovery but also being mindful of the kind of people that tend to spin you out and put you in a bad headspace kind of a thing yeah and it 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 seems like there's a pattern with all of these boundaries is that Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily I'm not going to go to the bar because that's where I act out. It's also, what are the places that lead to me wanting to go to the bar? What are those people that lead to me wanting to do that? And realizing that when we're tempted, there's been other things that have happened that has Mm -hmm. led us to that point. Exactly, yeah. So social media, that's a big one, right? Yeah, man. (laughs) Uh, I think for me, it's just uh, straight up knowing that uh, there are certain social media sites Mm-hmm. that I just can't be on. Yeah. And uh it's just not healthy for me and I can't trust myself with it. Yeah. And that's a good thing. But what how do I stay connected with my friends and my family, right? That's how and, I do that. You know, and what's that's it, a common one that I hear. That is a common one. Well, so here's here's what I do. It's not like I have no social media. Yeah. Uh I've got a I've got a filtering app on my phone and what I've realized is that that filtering app it only works on the internet browser on there. Hmm. And so I have my app store triggered to where I can't download those apps Mm -hmm. and I only access the safest 
social media site that I have Mm -hmm. through the web browser, which is super annoying because it's super slow and it doesn't work super great. Yeah. But it's, that's also another speed bump for me Mm -hmm. on it. And like, so I, I find a framework that it can work in. And if that framework starts to break down, Mm -hmm. then I, I have to make another choice to go, all right, what is the framework for this to work? And that may look like, I'm off of this. Yeah. I have. And what's amazing too, is like the idea of staying connected. <laughs> we access social media stuff through our phone. And mm-hmm. I hear that those phones store numbers and we can call people through it. <laughs> and I know it's not that easy on there, Yeah, but yeah, you know, there's other ways to do it. There's a sacrifice there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know we're going to have to do a part two on this for sure because there's a lot to unpack. But, but Andy, what do you say to someone that's wrestling, just even with those few things that we've covered, uh, they're wrestling with um, being able to take this step to set boundaries. What, what would you say to encourage them in this space? Yeah, I, I think uh, just have the courage to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And asking yourself the question, what are the things that I am allowing in my life that could be bringing me to places that I don't want to go? Yeah. And if even there was a 10% chance yeah. that they could cause me to relapse, is that really worth it? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I hope this has been a, a benefit for you and giving you some thoughts to chew on to develop your own strategy to, to stop the bleeding so that as you're continuing to do the work and your step study and your open share groups as you join your local in-person groups, this will be helpful for you to, to move forward and, and walk in the fullness of life as the psalmist tells us when we can acknowledge and find those things that make him sad and work toward uh, a better life. And that's what what Jesus wants for you in spite of our circumstances to find that blessing. Hey, thanks so much for being with us. Go to CelebrateRecovery.com if you need more information, find a group near you. Thanks for being with us. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.